Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, July 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Apple's mixed reality headset is already on rocky ground, but U.S. stocks, well, they're doing much better than expected. Plus, French President Emmanuel Macron is facing massive protests over the police killing of a teenager, and we'll take a look at what the U.S. Supreme Court's decision on student loan forgiveness means for borrowers. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Apple made a big stir when it launched its Vision Pro mixed reality headset last month, but it looks like that rosy picture is fading. Sources tell the FT that Apple is making a significant cut to its production forecasts for the Vision Pro. They said that the headset is too complex and plans for a more affordable version are jamming things up. Apple has already flagged that the $3,500 device won't go on sale until, quote, early next year. Not sure if Apple is going to lose any sleep over it, though. The company's market value closed above $3 trillion on Friday. Big tech companies are a big reason why things have turned around for U.S. stocks this year. The tech-heavy Nasdaq composite had its best first half of the year since 1983, and the benchmark S&P 500 has been up for three straight quarters. Here's the FT's U.S. capital markets correspondent, Nick McGaw. The macroeconomic picture has got a little bit better in the first half of the year. Inflation, although it's still fairly high, has been coming down. The Federal Reserve's said that it might still have a couple more interest rate rises to go, but we're certainly closer to the end of that rate hike program than we are to the beginning. That's positive for pretty much all stocks, but the thing that's really turbocharged things so far this year has been investors getting super excited about the growth of artificial intelligence. If you weighted all the stocks in the S&P 500 equally, it would be up about 5% so far this year, but the kind of magnificent seven of Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Alphabet, Meta, and Tesla have grown so quickly that it's brought the S&P 500 up 16%. But in the next couple of months, we'll get a better idea of whether this rally is the real deal. We will soon start getting second quarter financial results from all the big companies. That will be really interesting to see whether this enthusiasm for AI is actually translating into real business for a lot of these companies. So far, NVIDIA has been the only big beneficiary who's actually upgraded their short-term forecasts. If other companies don't start following them soon, then there's a chance that some of this enthusiasm might wane. The other thing that people are going to be watching more broadly is which way does the U.S. economy go? Inflation is coming down, which is positive, but there's still a lot of uncertainty over whether higher interest rates are going to drag the economy into a full-on recession. That's FT U.S. Capital Markets correspondent Nick McGaw. French President Emmanuel Macron and his top ministers met yesterday to try and figure out a response to mass protests. The unrest started last week after a police officer killed a 17-year-old just outside Paris. The teenager is named Nahel and was of North African descent. He was shot while driving away from traffic control officers. The protesters have set around 40 cars on fire, put up barricades, and more than 150 buildings have been attacked. And it's sort of Francis George Floyd moment. 
That's the FT's Paris bureau chief, Leila Aboud. She said, similar to when Floyd was murdered three years ago in the U.S., Nahel's killing was recorded and went viral. This was immediately on social media, honestly, maybe minutes after it happened. So the emotion around it has been particularly intense. Around 45,000 police officers have been deployed in response to the protests. Parisian authorities were set to deploy another 7,000 on Sunday night. Macron has called Nahel's death inexplicable and inexcusable. It's funny, when Emmanuel Macron was elected in 2017, he was a total outsider. It was an unexpected victory. And at the time, people used to say that sort of he had very, very good luck and that the stars always aligned for him. But I wonder whether that still holds true. Since his presidency started, he's had three episodes of pretty serious unrest. Um, the first one was the yellow jacket, gilet jaune protests in 2018, roughly. Then he had, uh, you know, almost two months of protests against his unpopular idea to raise the retirement age. We just finished those, you know, almost maybe a month ago. Uh, and now this sort of comes out of left field and just ignites sort of long simmering tensions that exist here in society. And, you know, no one can predict it, but it, when it hits, it hits like a storm. And he's in the middle of it right now. The protests have gotten so serious that Macron canceled a three-day state trip to Germany that was supposed to start yesterday. The relationship with Germany is very important uh, to France. It's one of its biggest trading partners and kind of the two most powerful countries in the European Union. So it's an important diplomatic relationship, which honestly has not been very smooth, I would say, in, in probably the past year or so. There's been a lot of differences between them, uh, in part because of the sort of stresses posed by the war in Ukraine and the energy crisis. So the visit was supposed to be a bit of a sort of photo op with Olaf Scholz, and he was supposed to travel to Dresden and give quite an important speech. So it's not a good look for him to have to cancel the trip. That said, I think it would have been an even worse look for him not to cancel the trip, because it looks a little strange um, in a crisis of this magnitude to have the captain of the ship be abroad. And I think that was the political calculation he made. Leila Aboud is the FT's Paris bureau chief. The U.S. Supreme Court has thrown out President Joe Biden's student loan relief program. It would have scrapped up to $10,000 in debt for most people earning under a certain amount of money. This is the second blow that borrowers have been hit with recently. Student loan payments have been paused since 2020 during the pandemic, but they're going to start up again next month. Here to talk about what this all means for borrowers and the economy is the FT's labor and equality correspondent, Taylor Nicole Rogers. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Mark. All right. So uh, how much of an impact has the student loan payment pause had on borrowers? The thing that I heard over and over again from borrowers is that without having to spend $300 or $600 every month on their student loans, that they were able to do things they had never done before, whether that be save up for a down payment, take a well-earned vacation. But a lot of people have also said that just with the cost of inflation and the cost of childcare, that money just got eaten up by other necessities. Taylor, in the story you recently wrote, you spoke to a woman named Jackie. She's a public school teacher in Dallas, and she has $103,000 in student loans. Jackie's story was pretty much that she went to college knowing that she wanted to be a teacher. And also she had the understanding that if you worked in the public sector, there was a student loan forgiveness program that would help you. So she did an undergraduate and is actually now finishing up her master's degree in education, racked up all of this debt doing it because she didn't have any family support. 
And at the end of the day, she said that everyone around her, including people at her school, told her that if she took out these loans, she would be able to earn enough to pay them off. And that hasn't been the case. She said, there's no way I can ever pay this much money off on a public school teacher's salary. And she was struggling with the fact of like whether she should even try. Now, do other people you spoke to feel the same way Jackie feels? The main thing that I heard was a lot of disillusionment and outright anger at the Department of Education. Person after person told me that when they took out these loans, when they were 17 or 18 years old, people told them that they would pay them back no problem. They did not warn them about the effects on their credit report and how it might stop them from getting mortgages out. And that's why so many people were counting on this this program from the president. People really thought the government messed this up and the government should fix it. I also think a lot of people thought it was a sure thing and that is going to be part of the problem for the broader economy. People already spent this money. People already bought cars and were using that money to pay car payments. And a lot of households just are not prepared for what it will do to their finances. So people will have to start paying off their student loans again next month. They'll have to do this without the $10,000 forgiveness plan that Joe Biden had been trying to implement. What is this going to do to the economy? The biggest thing I heard from economists is that it means that people will just have less money to spend and that it will ripple through the economy. So if people are spending less at the grocery store, at the mall, or on Amazon, then those companies will take a hit, which means that the people who work at those companies will take a hit. And so from what I've heard, they're saying it's going to slow the economy down as a whole and maybe even the labor market too. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's labor and equality correspondent. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.